Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ride With Me podcast. You are listening to episode number 16 with your host, Mufus Chowdhury. And I want to wish every single one of you listening a fantastic Friday. Yes, you heard it right. Episode number 16, the sweet 16. We finally made it here. And I want to have some fun in celebrating this magical number that gets celebrated way too often out there. And I want to do something different with the podcast. Usually I come into this podcast and I lead in with a topic, right? Like I will usually see something or think about something or hear something in a conversation that would inspire me to hit the record button and share that idea with you, that topic in mind with you. And usually I'd beat it down until there's a message there and some value that I can pass on to you that you could take to the bank. And that's really been the premise of the entire podcast. In today's podcast, I want to do something that I want to call freestyle ranting. Just kind of going through all the different things that are circulating through my head. During this long drive today, I'm in cruise control. I'm just chilling. I have some time to kill. And I decided I was going to hit record and just pour out all these thoughts that are going through my head in this microphone and hopefully some kind of magic comes out of it. If it's good and we like it, meaning myself and you, the listener, then maybe I'll start doing it more often every 16 episodes just to give us something to strive for down the road. The first thought that's going through my head has to do a lot with the Olympics 2018. It's actually been a little odd, to be honest. Like, if I may be frank, I don't think a lot of people are talking about the Olympics nearly as much as they used to in the past. I remember getting together with friends and families and celebrating it. I remember every time I would open up my Facebook feed or look at the trending section of YouTube, it would be stuffed with information about the Olympics. But right now, I'm having to dig in, open up my browser on my phone, and really dig in to look up these Olympic standings to pull out some information about what's coming up next, who's kicking butt, who's winning gold medal, the fact that our country is in fifth place and we have some work to do. I'm really having to pull that information out and it's a bit difficult. But one of the things that did intrigue me that I came across was a stat. Now, don't quote me on this. I'm just doing this off memory. But I believe I saw a stat that said that 17 people that are competing in the Olympics this year were born in the year 2000. Take that in. How old do you feel right now? I'm even talking to my fellow millennials here. How old do you feel knowing that there's 17 people that are fighting for the gold medal to be the best in the world in their sport was born in the year 2000? It's a little scary, but it's fascinating as well. And what's fascinating to me is how they managed to pick this up as their passion at such a young age. It's actually very inspiring. It's amazing to me. I can't picture myself at 18 years old, knowing what I want to do, but also working my butt off to try to be the best in the world at that sport. And I think that's actually fantastically amazing. It actually blows my mind with how people just pick this up and run with it. Now, I get it that some people have parents that competed in this sport, and as a result, their child either wants to live up to that same hype Maybe they were inspired at a young age and they wanted to get moving. Or maybe their parents even encouraged them to try it out at a young age and try to carry on that legacy. So that's completely understandable. It actually kind of reminds me of Steph Curry, who plays for the Golden State Warriors in the NBA, who started picking up the sport as a result of his father 
playing the sport in the first place. Del Curry, who used to play for the Toronto Raptors. And I even remember being younger and watching the Raptors play and seeing Lil Del Curry shooting the ball around with his pops during the warm-up of the game. He was shooting the ball around with Vince Carter, and now he's competing with Vince Carter. For you NBA fans, you understand what I'm saying. It's pretty hype. But going back to the Olympics, what I really enjoy watching is the talent that participates in snowboarding and skiing and ice hockey. It's just really fun to see. And it makes me think about something that I've come across a few times in conversations with a lot of students. I'm actually meeting a student later today who wants to get together for a 15-minute conversation while we're having coffee because he wants to figure out where he wants to get to. And one of the common questions that I hear that I anticipate that I'll hear later today is how do I figure out my passion, right? I talk about it quite a bit. I think I shared it quite a bit in my previous episode about your burning desire, figuring out what you want to do, discovering that burning desire. And sometimes the question that's asked to me is how do I figure it out? What do I need to do to know what my passion is so I can work my butt off and start pursuing it? And it's a really interesting question and I like to approach it in two different ways. The first way is I encourage them to think about what they like doing in their spare time. If they were not busy, they had nowhere to go and nothing else to do, what would they do for fun in their spare time? And usually you'll hear answers like a sport that they want to play or a board game or a card game or a video game or hanging out with their friends or watching movies, binge watching Netflix, whatever it is, you start kind of figuring out where their interests lie. You start figuring out what kind of hobbies they pick up. And as a result, you can kind of figure out which passion they want to pursue. If they like playing basketball every minute of their life from 5 in the morning to 11 p.m. at night, they probably have a passion in basketball. So I encourage these students to think about what they like doing in their spare time. And as a result, they get, they get an opportunity to figure out what they really want to do. Not what they are trying to do as a result of the pressure that they're getting from society and their parents, but what they want to do if they had full control in deciding how they want to make a living down the road. Now, the other way that I make people think about what their passion is is I encourage them to try as many new things as possible, especially the young people, the people that are still trying to figure it out that have a lot of time in their hands, not a whole lot of responsibilities just yet. And I I ask them what they want to learn and I encourage them to go out there and start trying it. I look at these guys on snowboards and I look at the people that get up at the end of the event and get a gold medal put around their neck. And I think about what would have happened if they never picked up a snowboard ever in their life, if they decided that they didn't want to get on a snowboard, how much would that change things for them as a result of never trying it out, never finding out that they love it, never getting the opportunity to get so good at it that they win a gold medal. So it's interesting to think about how many things you may be good at, but you never had a chance to find out because you never tried it out in the first place, right? What if you were meant to be the best figure skater in the world the best but you never found out because you never took the time to tie the laces of your skates and get on the rink so it's very interesting to think about what we were genetically born to do what we have that authentic talent in that was just given through us through genetics that we just never had a chance to try 
And it's really interesting for me to think about whether or not I would be good at 20 other things. But I'm glad I found something I love doing because I'm pretty good at it, if I may say so myself, and I love doing it every day. So I think about what would have happened if I've never tried marketing, if I never tried public speaking, if I never tried hitting record on this microphone, things would have been very different. So I'm glad I did, and I encourage you to try new things out every single day. While I'm on these random thoughts, another thing that I wanted to share is different leadership roles. Right. I'm hearing a lot lately from a lot of people that, uh, you know, oh, I have a crappy job. And usually when I dive in to figure out why they have a crappy job, it usually comes down to the fact that they hate their boss or they hate their immediate supervisor or they just hate their coworkers. Someone's being a jerk to them and is ticking them off. And as a result, they're miserable. Now, most of them usually just stay with the job, but they're miserable. And I think a lot of them have accepted the fact just based on whatever influenced them in life, they accepted the fact that you just can't have a job. You just can't make a living without working for someone who's going to treat you like crap. That's just what the definition of boss is in many people's mind. I promise you, it's a true story. A lot of people believe that there's no such thing as having a good boss, a good leader, a good employer that will allow them to make some money out there. And You know, I share this a lot in my stories when I talk about where I first started and I talk a lot about my position pouring coffee at Tim Hortons and one of the greatest opportunities that I had considering that I've worked there for a big fraction of my life is that I had the chance to work with so many different bosses. The store that I worked for was owned by someone who also owned 14 other locations and what that allowed me to do is move around from store to store working under different management getting familiar with different leadership skills some of them are aggressive and all about speed some of them are laid back and all about communication and being good to your customers and some of them are just completely not in the zone you know they they don't really know what they're doing but they have some thoughts about what management should be about. So there's many different types of leadership roles I've had the opportunity to work with. And what's been really fun for me is, number one, to understand that there's many different types of leadership styles. There isn't just one style. So if you had a bad experience with boss, with whoever boss is, don't just take in this general assumption that every boss will be the same type of person. There's so many different types of personalities out there that can amaze you or really disappoint you. But number two, you, by working with many different types of bosses, many different types of employers or direct supervisors, have the opportunity to find the good in every single one of them. Even if they're the worst manager you've ever had, you have an opportunity to find out what are those couple qualities that's good. Okay, they're really good in making decisions in a tight situation. In a very stressful situation where there's a customer complaining, they know how to resolve it, but they're still crappy at everything else. Another person might be amazingly good with customers. He may just be the most charming person you ever met, or she may just be very smooth at figuring out how to solve different situations. And what you have the opportunity to do is pull in the good from every single person that you work with, right? What is the good about each leadership style and how can you add that to your palette of skills that you have so that you can become a great leader down the road? I now have the honor 
to work with a fantastic leader. I shared a story about how I met him and how I got the position at Candy Box Marketing. But Daryl Keezer has been a great leader and it's just been inspiring for me to have a great mentor that's allowed me and really inspired me to grow into my role and want to work and wake up and do what I do every single day. So I encourage you with full passion, get out there, find the right leader that suits your needs is the right type of person that you want to work for, the person that you see yourself working for right now. They're out there. You just need to find it. But in the meantime, instead of moping and complaining about the leader that you have, you have two choices. Either walk away, find another crappy job in the meantime, or number two, take the best from them and then walk away. So you're walking away regardless, but take it as an opportunity to pull as much as you can out of it so that you can apply that good somewhere down the road. Or number three, you know, the hidden three, but the most common three, just stay with the job, be miserable all the time, mope about it with your friends and allow these friends to, you know, feel bad for you, sympathize about your situation and then you move on, get up next morning and do it all over again. There's just so many different ways to approach these things. But having the opportunity to work with multiple leaders, I can tell you with full confidence that there are great leaders out there. Don't give up the search for working for a great leader. And of course, I'm talking to people that want to have a role in a company, you know, want to be a marketer, want to get a job where they can continue doing what they love. And of course, there's entrepreneurs that may be listening to this podcast. To you, I want to encourage to be that great leader. Be that great leader that these people are looking for. These guys that are amazingly good at what they do have amazingly good talent and skills that and cannot wait to apply it to help your business. Give them an opportunity to want to work for your business by becoming a great leader. Provide them those skills and provide them the ability to grow in your company and be amazed by what they help you do and achieve with the long-term goals and visions of your business. Guys, I've been ranting for quite a while. Uh, I think we're hitting about almost a 15-minute mark, but it's been fun. I'm glad we were able to talk about a couple topics. I'm glad that I was able to give you some valuable lessons out of those topics so that I didn't just mumble, rant, and then end the podcast. I wanted you to actually have a couple takeaways. And the takeaways, I believe, if if my memory serves me well, is number one, find your passion by either trying new things, you know, finding, finding out what you love by trying new things, or number two, just take a moment to think about what you like doing in your spare time, what those hobbies are, what do you really enjoy doing, and then do that more. And then the second part is about leadership, is if you're trying to get employed down the road, or if you're trying to find the dream job, Look for the right leader. Look for the right leader that you see yourself working for and utilize that as the ability to grow within the business. And then on the other spectrum, if you are the leader, if you are the CEO, if it's your business, learn to become a great leader. I know I'm I'm making it elaborate and fancy and using some terminologies here, but all I'm really asking you is be a good person. Just be a good person. Make people want to work for you. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a bad word that I probably don't want to end up using in this podcast because I really don't want to checkmark that box that says they're swearing in this episode. But you know what I'm talking about. Don't be that guy. Be awesome. Guys, thank you for listening with me. 
and entertaining my random thoughts and rants for over the last 15 minutes. It's been fun. Thanks for celebrating Sweet 16 for me. And if you haven't already, I beg you, please hit that subscribe button so we can go in for the long ride. Guys, have an amazing Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. And I'll see you on Monday. Take care.